the World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. What's our name? Welcome to the New Gen of the Mission podcast, the North South Connection. I'm Tim Slavka. I'm JP. Thanks for joining us again. As always, we're on journey to relive the new generation era to find the best and some of the worst of a time period often forgotten. From Brendan Shaw at Survivor Series 92 to Brendan Shaw at Survivor Series 97, look beyond just the weekly pay-per-views and examine the weekly TV, see what worked, what could have worked, and what failed. JP, it is a Survivor Series uh, Eve right now, or I should say Thanksgiving Eve, but Survivor Series time as we record this, so how's everything going? Oh, dude, I love it. Thanksgiving's my uh, favorite holiday by far. You know, like as like you said, as of this recording, we are a day away from Thanksgiving, so this will come out a little after that. But um, speaking of Thanksgiving, you know, you know how like JT has his little like cart thing that that grinds his gears to you know when people don't put the yes. cart away, kind of thing. Oh yes. Th- Thanksgiving being my favorite holiday, this Christmas starting November first bullshit really grinds my gears. <laughs> I don't know how you are, like as far as like a. Up north, I kind of feel like you get a little bit of a pass because the the weather, like, you can put up your lights a little earlier because, you know, it gets a little too um, cold and, you know, snowy and everything to put up your lights later in December. But here yeah. in Florida, there's no excuse for that shit. And yeah. My, my wife is, like, a, a habitual offender of this. Like, she's, <laughs> like, like, so we always argue about this. Like, we just went to Disney Springs last weekend to meet up with, like, her... Um, her cousins, because they just came down from Georgia, and it's like a two-hour drive from my house, and she's like, well, let's just listen to Christmas music. I'm like, no. For what? what? It's November. Like, no. I'm not going to listen to Michael Buble and fucking <laughs> Harry Connick Jr. in November. Like, I don't I don't have to do that yet, you know? I don't know. I just I, Thanksgiving just gets no respect. And yeah. It really yeah. grinds my gears. It definitely does not. We did. We put a couple things up with the kids. Like I basically took all the Christmas stuff out of the attic and yeah. brought in the house, and then let them cho- choose a couple things. But we didn't do lights. But it, up north, it is hard because you have to take advantage. Like when it's today was right. like fifty five, you you have to do the lights today. Like is it, it's going to be thirty and snowing on Saturday. So sometimes in the up north, you just got to play with the elements. But I agree. Kind of, I'll give a pass to this week because you're off work and a lot of people are off work. So I'll give a pass to this week, but anything before is too soon. Dude, there's been, there's been like full on like subdivisions with lights since like two weeks ago. Like full on lights, full on lights, not just like a couple of like like full on decor. I'm like, what are we doing? Like, yeah, yeah. Give it a break. (laughs) But I also keep my Christmas decorations up like as long as possible. We do Uh, too. Nothing to like February or something like that, but you know, I don't like some people take it off like the next day after. No, um, you know, after Christmas, like we go in a little bit of mid-January before they finally all disappear. Well, that, that's my compromise. So, like, like people look at Halloween as like the first day of fall. They start like getting ready for Halloween, like late September, and they start like yeah. you know prepping Halloween. So that gets like a full month. Christmas gets uh from Black Friday to like what the second week of January pretty much like yeah it's still there so Thanksgiving gets one day like two days <laughs> no no we're not doing that I'm like I'm starting a, a petition I know it's not gonna be very popular because Christmas is like king you know but yeah it's just I don't know I, th- I feel like it's gotten worse and worse over the years like it used to be 
you know, black, like, black, it started Black Friday. Everybody started doing yeah. everything. Now it's just like, no, nah, we're doing it November 1st. I don't know. I agree. But it was, it was definitely, I would give Chicago today. It was an amazing day. So uh, I'll take it as a, as a good, as a good day today. It was 60 degrees today. So oh, I, wow. I can understand people put their stuff up today. Of course. I, I, yeah. I give them a pass. Like up I north. said, up north, up north is different. Yeah, definitely. But I haven't listened to any Christmas music. The only song I allow to skip is a Dave Matthews song called Christmas Song. That's it. It's the only <laughs> Christmas music I'll, I'll listen to early. So. Right, right. Uh, on to some, well, on to some wrestling. Should we go on to, uh, our Survivor Series? And maybe I should ask you first, how, how, how are you celebrating the Gobbledygooker's birthday? Uh, so, so I do have, um, Survivor Series 95 in the background right now. Um, 96 is my all time favorite show, but I like yes. to like watch that as like in full, like not like something in the background, but 95 is a really fun show too. Like, yes. Like very right now. underrated. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's just like a fun show. It's not like a, you know, I guess the main event's cool and everything, but like, like the Royals and the dark side matches on right now. Like, um, they had yep. Mabel. That's the maybe, guys. Yeah, that's maybe only, that's maybe the only match I'm not the biggest fan of. Right. I, Just because I think the, the underdogs, or they're too big of underdogs on the heel side. Exactly. And then, like, the highlight is Mabel getting carried out by those dudes who, like, wish yep. that one, two, three kid would run King of the Ring instead. By the, like, they're getting, like, squashed underneath Mabel carrying them out. But, yep. yeah, it's, it's a little bit of weird teams. I think it's all Undertaker's buddies on his team. Yep. Um, the BSK the or whatever. Yeah, the Bone, the bone uh, dime, what a Domino bone, Crew or... Bone Street Crew. <laughs> <laughs> Domino Crew or something. I don't know. Like that. I don't know if Domino Crew goes with BSK. But, yeah. but I think that's what they. I think that's what they did in bat. They played like Domino. Yeah, 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 right. That, so that's that's like, what Bones yeah. is. Yeah, Bones is yeah. like a, a, a slang for Dominoes. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I'm giving them the. Yeah, it's like trying to make Dominoes <laughs> tough. Right. right. But yeah, I, I love Survivor Series. Like I'm pumped for you know that's going to be our next show. Um, like when I was a kid and like even young teenager like. This era of wrestling was always good to me. Like I don't, I don't get the whole fall doldrums thing. I think like maybe like yep. as we got older and like football was more king. Like we kind of fade out of it, I guess maybe. But like right. I don't, I don't. A fall was always like a good time for me. Like summer was like the kind of a slow peak to me. But yeah, um, Survivor Series is awesome in my opinion. Like there's like in the '90s, there's like almost every single one of them is good in the '90s. So you know, I, I'm all for it. Well. Wait too, almost, yeah, I said almost, almost. Wait, wait too much, wait too much. Watch the horse bath. I already watched that. It, I just like yeah. stared at it, like what is happening. We'll, we'll get to it, but uh, our opinions there. So let's get to let's get on to uh, on to the last bit before we get to Survivor Series. So we got uh, superstars, the last one. So this is back in the day when the Super Survivor Series was on uh, Wednesday or Thursday. I don't know. If, I think it's a Wednesday this time. But, Wednesday, I think. So, yeah. yeah, right. So we got the superstars from that the the previous Saturday, which is. 1120 and then on that sunday and, and replacing raw it was a replay but survivor series spectacular so that's gonna be what we'll cover this time and then next time survivor series so we're gonna go to the 1120 superstars this is way back tape from uh 1020 um out in burlington vermont civic center so kind of the end of a taping really kind of dried out but we'll get through it and they they, they have some a lot of stuff happening here because of everything mm-hmm. that's happening in the WWF. So the first thing, and this made me almost want to quit, but we get the oh, debut of Reno Riggins uh, replacing the King. So as we talked last time, the King is King is in suspension. Uh, so 
he's he's being replaced, and this is what they brought out is Reno Riggins. Hold uh, on, just, hold on, hold on. Oh, I knew sorry. you were gonna do that because I did the same thing. It's actually Rio Rogers. Oh, Rio Rogers. Oh my god. I did this. Sorry. I did the same thing without because <laughs> I didn't look at the graphic. I just wrote it down yep. while I was writing the notes because I thought the same yep. thing. All my notes. Was, yeah, it's Rio. It's Rio <laughs> Rogers. I did yep. the same. All my notes thing. say that. Yes, all my notes say that. Whatever, he's terrible. That was my, that's my next <laughs> yeah. note. I said Rio Riggins <laughs> replaces King, and he's terrible. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, the less we talk about it, he does this like fake bad dusty impression. Oh. It's obviously uh, Bruce Pritchard who thinks he's funny. Uh, yeah. It's really bad. Even McMahon kind of goes on him like this is terrible. And I've watched the head already, and Vince is like that guy sucked. Peace. Right. <laughs> so um, I don't really talk about. It. I don't know if you have anything to add, but it, it, he was it's really so. Annoying. It's so bad. Like it's so bad because he thinks he's doing a good dusty impression. Right. And he's like over the top with the, like he's doing like the Akeem arm movements kind of thing. And, right. Oh, it's so bad. He, he's like over enunciating things like Dusty and like I don't know why he's dressed up like Dutch Mantel for some reason. Like with this like. Well, that's. I don't get it. That's what's confusing. Yeah, that's what's confusing. It's like it's not a pure parody on Dusty. Right. So I, it makes it worse, right? Like he sometimes goes southern, but sometimes goes this other <laughs> right. route. It just makes no sense. Right. But it's really bad. Uh, so we start off with the smoking guns. Uh, they fight Phil Apollo, um, who's going to be changing very soon. But uh, standard squash. They got uh, you know nothing going on at the, the Survivor Series, which is really weird for a team that's been featured a lot. Uh, so kind of weird they have uh, that. And then we go into an update with Gorilla. So there's a ton of stuff here. So uh, he mentions Kid, the King is gone, Shawn Michaels is back, and Macho Man is suspended. So a crazy amount of these are just not, these aren't like small superstars like these are you know Macho Shawn Michaels you know arguably top ten all timers and the right. King you know a top fifty and their number one you know lead um, lead pay, uh, lead heel commentator with Bobby leaving like it's a mm-hmm. crazy amount of stuff that's happening uh, so Gorilla kind of wraps everything up but these are the updates that I kind of love back in the day when I watch these superstars is like there's a lot going on. Uh, so it was a really good update and kind of remember that from Saturday, like waking up and feeling like, oh, man, what's going to happen on update? Because there, I feel like there was always something happening. Well, I think like update is one of the main reasons like we wanted superstars added to this like podcast. Because, yeah. like, you know, everyone thinks like, oh, why are you guys doing superstars? It's just all squash matches when it's really not like like you get a, a fair share of them. Yeah, but. There's a lot of story progression and then like just stuff filling in the gaps. Whereas Raw tries to be like your um, in your face kind of keep the action moving kind of thing. This kind of right. fills in your little storyline gaps. So yeah, it's it's I think it's pretty essential. Um, and it's you know good information all into like a little two minute clip or whatever you know. So yeah. um, oh, and also in that the All Americans there there when they were talking, Undertaker was talking, and the way like Luger was like nodding his head in agreement to Undertaker, like like so amped up when Undertaker's talking in his like dead man voice was hilarious. Just <laughs> like I just the, the the visual of the those guys just does not go together. But um, yeah, I thought that was funny, especially at this era, this era Taker, right, right, like he's supposed to be a dead man, and all of a sudden now he's patriotic or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that was weird. Um, from there we get a squash of Bam Bam. He's actually given uh, Scott Taylor some spots. I don't know if like if they're friendly with each other. I know like both Northeast guys, or whatever. So, 
Um, like he even like missed the big headbutt, and then he like gets this uh, drop kick yeah. in desperation to win. So it was kind of weird. Like, he, like Scott Taylor is not somebody they're like highlighting or anything like that. Um, and I don't no, know. No, it's weird. I have the same notes. Right. It's like I don't know if they're playing, trying to play like he's distracted by all the multiple joint stuff going on, and he's kind of not into his game or whatever. Um, but that doesn't make sense like against someone like as small as Scott Taylor for Bigelow. So. Right. This was kind of a weird match, but um, he does win with the drop kick, and then uh, multiple doinks appear on the screen to taunt Bigelow. So they're kind of furthering that with the, you know, that he can kind of come out of nowhere. Um, and they do, you know, they do have Jim Ross doing update now too. So like he's at the desk. So there's another part of the shakeup. Um, I don't know if like. Yep. Um, Pettingil, it's going to be like Pettengill and yeah, Ross Joe, right now. I'm guessing Joe Fowler's gone. Yeah, and that, that's awesome. Like, I want that to happen. Get rid of... Um, well, I'm guessing Fowler's gone. I don't remember if we saw him last time. I think, yeah. Yeah. I, I, he <laughs> has to be, right? But, well, the thing is, JR's probably not far behind either for a little bit. You know? So, there's going to be, like, multiple shakeups, I'm guessing, coming in, in this. No. Because Mean Gene's gone, right? He's he's out of there. Is he in WCW yet? Has he debuted yet? Do you know? Who? Mean Gene. Who? Who's that? Uh, Gene Oakland. Is he still? Oh in? yeah, he's out of there. Uh, I don't think. Yeah, I think he comes. I think he comes in the summer, but he's gone from WWF. I think he. I think he joins right around when Hogan does. Okay, so and I know Bobby's you know not long for this world either. Like he's on the Clash early in. Very soon. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of shakeups are coming. Like, you know, like I know. 93 is kind of considered more of like a transition year than full on new gen. It, like if you want to like nitpick 94, probably with all these old hat guys coming out and um, razor diesel coming into the fold and everything, it, you can definitely see like everything just changing in the guard. Like it's finally like coming to fruition, I guess. Um, and then we get a face to face with diesel and IRS, which is like, the blind leading the blind promo wise, like this was, this was pretty bad. Like IRS outshine Diesel on this one, yeah. Which is weird because Diesel has like the better personality. I guess he's just not like he hasn't found it yet in this character. Um, but IRS like sticking to his guns as far as his character goes works at least a little bit in this setting. But nothing, nothing crazy. I'm not really like excited about this feud. So I don't know if you had anything to add on that. No. All right, no, perfect. you kind of got cut all my notes. Uh, the only thing on the only on Bam Bam, uh, that when Doink came on the screens was the multiple Doinks. I still think that Matt Bourne, and I think he does it awesome. Like he's just a really well done. He, the way he laughs and like changes up his laugh, like I think yeah. it's a really well done production um, on that. And I think it's still Matt Bourne, so uh, this might be the end of him. Uh, and then we get a uh, quick Owen Hart squash in there too. Uh, the interesting thing about Owen Hart squash is they talk about him in the shadow and yes. it's kind of weird. I always thought that survivor series, that was the start of it. So it's kind of weird. They start putting um, some of that commentary in here. So like, obviously as a kid, I didn't catch this, but this time around, I was actually shocked. They were saying that, like, I thought it was a, a random uh, thing, but they really start bringing it up in here. And we'll talk about the survivor series spectacular where they bring it up there. Um, and then we get another double J vignettes. Uh, so they've really been pumping him up. 
this is kind of the weird thing about some of these guys is like they spend a lot of time pumping these guys up, but then they have like a pay per view like right when they've been around and they're not on it. I think we talked a long time ago about Adam Bomb. Like they did mm-hmm. so many vignettes with him, and then like he's nowhere to be found on like the first two pay per views. So like Double J is kind of the same way here. Uh, and then we have a well done match. I just put their no entrance, their garbage. Uh, you can defend them if you want, but I'm not sure if you no, I'm d- I'm done with that. Uh, yeah. They're just not treated like they're just not treated like a real team. Like the lack of entrance is just so 1987 yeah. like, for like these teams, and it's just it's just weird that why would they spend the time doing them? So well, they're just uh, they're like they're not just script. Like they don't have a sticking point like at all. Like they're not like like you know, especially with this the scene right now. While it's while it's not like eighty seven level tag teams or right, you know whatever. The scene's pretty solid. And at least you have like Steiners and the Guns and Head Shrinkers, like athletic guys throwing people's around and stuff. Like, what is well done's catch? Like they're not men on a mission. They're not like active with the crowd. They don't do anything like that. So, um, I don't know. They're just kind of there i guess and i don't know if they're doing somebody a favor or what but i, I don't get them being right. involved at all and just give them like don't don't spend a lot of time on it you don't have to spend like hours and hours on it but give them a theme song give them right. you know anything um to to give them to give them some sort of like you know description you know like anything right. so exactly. uh what you want to go to the last band Right, so yeah, yeah. Main event we get a um, Bret Hart versus IRS. So good to see Bret and the superstars here. Um, this match was interesting in the beginning. Like IRS jumps him early, like as he's coming, and, and throws Bret's glasses out of the ring. So that was kind of cool. Like his, you know, the glasses that he gives to the fans and everything. Um, early on, there's like some some back and forth mat work that was pretty solid. Like, I think that works more to IRS's strengths. Like, he likes to kind of slow it down. And uh, during oh, yeah. this, Rio announces he's going to the Hart House for Rio's Roundup, um, which, like, you know, we're all looking forward to that. But uh, during the match, Fuji comes down to ringside and trips Brett, like, giving IRS the advantage. But, you know, once IRS is kind of trips up, Brett then slides outside and knocks Fuji out, which is a good spot, like, in the middle of the action. Like, he just slides outside nonchalantly and just knocks Fuji out and uh, starts making his comeback. And then that prompts Yoko to come out. So uh, Irish or IRS, Irish whips Brett into the point of Fuji's flag for the DQ win. Like Fuji held the flag up. I like, didn't give a shit if he's going to get DQ'd or not, I guess. They always try to sneak it down there. But um, that brings Owen out comes down for the save and attacks IRS. And then Brett drop kicks Yoko out. So build into their match for the, Survivor Series spectacular between Brett and Yoko. Um, still got a little bad blood between those two. Solid match. Yep. Not anything great with Brett and IRS, but more of a, a story builder, I guess you could say. Having yeah, Owen come to the rescue. One, right, exactly. You got Owen showing up here all of a sudden, so they've really elevated him in the past couple of weeks out of mm-hmm. nowhere. Right, We haven't seen him in forever. So Owen's all of a sudden around all the time. And then uh, oh, like you get your standard IRS, chin lock, Grabbing the ropes, the domino stretch, um, but so they're both solid. But it wasn't really going to go anywhere, and then it was really just a setup for this Yoko match, which which is good, right? You got a Saturday show, and you're going to have a Sunday night big event. So perfect, perfect way to end superstars. Exactly. Uh, 
Good, good. All right. Uh, that's all I got for that one. So should we move on to Survivor? Why don't we do, since we just have one more, why don't we go, why don't you do, uh, you're the better at plugs, but why don't you get plugs? And gotcha. I'll throw a couple out there. Okay. So yeah, like I mentioned, um, Wrestling Warzone earlier, um, they're definitely hitting like, like almost like the peak level of my fandom right now. Like Survivor right. Series 96, like they just covered, like I said, that's my favorite, uh, pay-per-view of all time. They're coming up in December to the first Raw I ever went to, like where Lawler asked Goldust about his like sexuality and stuff. Um, <laughs> so yeah, right. that's gonna be peak television. Um, just just that little stretch, like it's so good. Like the NWO's taking form, so it's really good. Just I don't care. Like I never get sick of that era. Like I know a bunch of people get sick of you know early Attitude Era or whatever, but I just I just don't get sick of it. Um, you also got Ruthless Aggression that we got on the feed. We got Viewer's Choice covering, which will be Survivor Series coming up this weekend. So they're going to be covering that. Um, just you got everything, you know, around the NFL. So you got sports, just, just anything you can really think of. We got covered, um, movies, Jenny Physician. She's got everything covered on that. Just every single day we, we're dropping something on the feed. And, um, yeah, just check us out, give us a review and, Hit us up if you got any like tips or anything. I know, um, I talked to Marcus, speaking of Marcus, like with our, our last show, maybe, you know, we talked about how like Tatanka got taken out. We're wondering like, you know, why didn't they take out like Rick Steiner or whatever? Um, he made a really good point. Right. Like I was talking to him and he was, he was, he made a really good point that, you know, since Borga beat him to end his undefeated streak, Maybe they didn't want to give him another loss in Survivor Series, like knowing he'd have to get pinned at some point. So they didn't want to just like completely yep. wear him down, like, like do this loss with Borga and then have another loss. So plus the keys Borga strong. So like we were saying, like why didn't they take out Rick or Scott or something instead? Because they took out Pierre, but he made a good point on that. So um, I always like feedback like that. Like I always like someone like hitting me up or you know hitting you up saying, hey. Uh, what do you guys think of this that's going on? So I, I really encourage that, and it motivates me to kind of keep this going, you know? Yeah, no, great, great point uh, there by Marcus, too. I didn't really think of that, but it probably makes sense. Like, they were just like, let's re, let's not put him in a loss again. So I like that. Right. Um, great. And yeah, like you mentioned, every Wednesday, the biggest day, Jenny position, different stuff all over the place uh, that, that she kind of has. <clears throat> And then, um, you know, the other the other networks, the Pop Experience, and then Place to Be Nation Original, uh, great stuff on all three feeds. Uh, so let's move on to the Survivor Series Showdown. I think we've called it Spectacular and other stuff, but it, I think technically is called the Showdown. So this one's confusing because it's basically from multiple arenas, so I'm not going to go through each time that they have a different arena, but basically <laughs> they recorded this all over the place. Uh, and I think... You know, I cheated and read the, the the Meltzer Observer on this. There was a lot of edits in this thing because of what happened with Sean, uh, the King, and Macho. Uh, uh, one one guy we haven't seen re- recently has been Perfect. So mm-hmm. there's been a lot of discussion about Perfect, like when he left. Kind of confusing. Um, right. If he leaves and when he leaves. So there's kind of a lot of editing that kind of went into this. So it probably is the reason some of these matches are all over the place. And maybe the reason some of these Raws and Superstars have kind of been missing stuff is because they had to take stuff, you know, off of those <laughs> to kind of feed for this, like, primetime Sunday night show. So uh, interesting from the Observer kind of, and there's one major 
uh, cutaway that I'll talk about at the end that we'll kind of talk through what happened. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed it, but I'll kind of bring it up when it comes. Yeah, well, I just think uh, it was I'll, weird that they okay. announced from the beginning, like, oh, we're we're coming from two separate locations. Like, they just, like, straight up announced it. Like, like they could have played off that it was two different booths or whatever, I guess, but I guess maybe they thought yeah. it was, like, too transparent once they, they noticed it and said, we've got to address this somehow. You know, they yeah, usually don't do that. Yeah, I think the entrances are kind of – yeah, I think probably just the way the entrances looked and just the way right. the arena was, like, they were like, shoot, we got to – we gotta hide this. We're gonna just say, hey, we're doing this two different ways. Right. So, uh, is it my turn? Oh, sweet. That's my yep. turn to start. Yes. Uh, so we got, we got Vince and Bobby and then Gorilla and Ross. Uh, this made me want to quit as well. Uh, <laughs> which I, my first note is might be the worst match of all time. So we get Doink the Clown versus Bastion Booger. This, I'm almost certain it was not Matt Bourne just because of the way yes, he wrestled, but maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I, yeah, it just, he didn't have the aggressiveness to him. Well, like, if you look at the jacket, too, like, the jacket's, like, a little bit bigger on him. Like, like that's a, that was my tell for it because, like, Doink in 95 kind of looks like this. Like, I was watching this on 95, and um, he kind of has this look where, like, the shoulders are a little bit bigger on the jacket, and he definitely doesn't wrestle like Matt Bourne, okay. like he said. So I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah, so, yeah, so he's facing Bash and Booger. Uh, just terrible match. Just very slow, very plotting. Booger has no offense, and Doink's just kind of running away from him the whole time. Uh, Booger hits his splash on him and pins Doink. One, two, then Doink taps him on the shoulder, and Booger gets up thinking that's the three. I'm not really sure this never happens. Uh, right. Then Booger gets schoolboy by Doink, two, three. Uh, just an all-time bad match. Uh, Doink then takes the hot sauce, and pours it all over Booger's pizza, which, of course, he brought to the ring with him because he's a fat slob. And Booger <laughs> eats it and loses his mind. Do you think a fat guy would be able to handle some hot sauce? Dude. He loses his mind. Gorilla really, really, really overacts on this one. Uh, and it's just a terrible overall match and segments. First off, it's it's only Anything Tabasco else? sauce at that. So, like, they're playing into yeah. the stereotype that white people think everything's spicy. Like, come on! Like, this is not that. This is Tabasco sauce. This is not like you know ghost pepper yeah. sauce or anything like that. Like, this is not you know like the. I don't, I don't know. It, it, they're playing it like he's eating some like a toxic waste or something. He's gonna his mouth is gonna burn out. Yeah, so right. Kind of stupid. Um, I did think the finish was a little creative. Like, like the tap. I wish they would use this on like a higher profile match with better wrestlers though. Like this, this finish. Um. It just Bastion Booger and Doink, like, nobody cares. So it, was, it was weird, but, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Just putting these two, and especially feeling like it wasn't Matt Bourne Doink, just really sucks. So I'm glad, I'm glad you got that and, one. And I, I put in my notes, to, yeah, I put in my notes, too, that, like, this is how they start a Saturday or Sunday night, like, big events. Like, right. this match feels like it's the end or the middle, but this is the opening match. Like, this is period edited. Like, someone went to, like, the room and said, like, what order should we put these in? This one, right? Like, I don't know how exactly. you make that decision. But, like, it's definitely a struggle. So, uh, and then next they show, I think a good thing they do on this overall is they show a lot of highlights of Borga and Tatanka um, mm-hmm. and really bring up, you know, Borga took Tatanka out, and that, that's a big part of, like, the Survivor Series that the four Fanatics for all Americans is about the teams kind of taking each other out. So I thought that was a good job. And then they mentioned this again 
that at the end of Survivor Series, they're going to mention the superstar of the year. So they keep bringing this up, uh, which is so weird because it doesn't happen. It actually happens on the next Raw. So I don't know what happened there. I'll see if I can find an observer, like what was going on with that. But they've really been pumping up this big announcement of Superstar of the Year, which I don't remember this ever happening before. But somehow this year it's a big deal. Yeah, me either. I, I, this kind of came out of nowhere. Like they're saying it like it's been established, like the way they, they say it. But right. I don't remember this either. But <clears throat> after that, we, we get a quick little interview with all Americans, too. They're just giving like your simple – uh, American rhetoric and the Steiners sound kind of bad in this one. Like both of them talk for a little bit and like Scott Steiner's kind of marble mouthed as it is. And the Rick's kind of like, yeah, doesn't really lead anywhere. And then Taker mentions like eliminating and stuff like the way he does it. So corny. Like, I don't know. I like the idea of this team, but not the execution so far. Like they just do not make Undertaker does not fit with these guys. Um, especially like since Paul Bears has always done most of his talking and everything, and now all of a sudden he's like talking a little bit more and it's patriotic, like you said. Um, just I don't know, just kind of feels weird. The vibes not not coming through with these guys. Then, uh, as if that wasn't you know bland enough, we get Crush versus Virgil, and this is like a very slow start to this match, like awkward until uh, Virgil hits a dive to the outside, which was kind of good. And then that kind of like leads Crush, maybe it woke him up a little bit, I don't know, but he starts showing a little bit of intensity during the match, and then all of a sudden it gets sloppy again when Virgil tries to do this like sunset flip counter. It does not, like, there's just so many like boxes in this match, it sucks. Um, Crush finally like levels him, kind of looked a little stiff too, and then he hits him with the cranium crunch, which I still don't like this as a finish for him as a heel. Like it just doesn't, I don't know, it takes too long and it just doesn't feel effective. Like, the guy's just sitting there, you know, while he's doing it. It doesn't look good to me, but kind of a shitty little match. I don't know. It didn't really do anything. Um, after that, we get a funny little segment with Bobby saying he likes bananas. Can I, get, can I go real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I didn't hate it as much as you did. Uh, I actually I thought it was pretty decent. I actually thought Virgil's still kind of over, a guy that we haven't really seen much lately. I actually thought he did a pretty good job here. I, I like the commentary here the most of the match that we've done in a while. They really talked about how Crush was kind of lazy and Hawaiian and, and was spending time on the beach. And now with Fuji, which is a rare Fuji quality, that he's focused and he knows how to dominate. So I thought they did a pretty good job there. Uh, my other note says it's random that Virgil's kind of out here, but I thought the crowd was really behind him. Yes, I, there's, these two guys are maybe not the most polished, but I, I didn't mind the match as much, and it made it made Crush look pretty strong, given that he's kind of been for a while hasn't been really. I don't think we've seen him for a while actually wrestle, so I thought I thought it was a pretty decent match. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure I missed a botch or two, but uh, I, I didn't hate as much. Well, I, I think like you're you don't mind Virgil, whereas I hate Virgil. So like when Virgil's in the ring, okay. just, I, like. Like it's it, it'll take him to do more for me to like it than like than a normal guy would you know like so I don't know like you know we all have our like favorites and we all have our guys that we don't like you know what pretty much so Virgil just falls right. in that category for me and I think because like you know you've probably watched Virgil earlier than I did so like I I saw him more as a tail end and that's like where he sticks in my head at it's like more like Vincent that kind of era. So he just sucks. I don't know. Yes. Yes. So um, after yeah, that, we I get a funny little. On the... 
Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say on the on the Vincent side, definitely. Yeah. I agree right. on that, but so, I, I think his, his his work was pretty good elsewhere. So um, after that, we get like a funny little segment with uh, Bobby talking about like how he hates monkeys and bananas and chimpanzees and gorillas. Then he finally uh, pitches the gorilla monsoon and Jr. So kind of cool that they keep that little um like I don't I don't know what you would call almost like a sibling rivalry between Bobby and Gorilla like they don't like hate each other but they always like rag on each other yeah and I I like that connective tissue between those two I don't know if you want if you want me to take the the next yeah I, I could take the uh the razor model match so um this is a another win, weird match in my notes. It kind of has Seer, the worst perfect Ben. Um, they, <clears throat> you know, they kind of reshow that this match and that the um, the teams are fighting. But it's again, this is one that I, I think I'm really, I really got excited about. But it is weird that Perfect's nowhere to be found. Uh, um, you know, I think they could have done more. Remember, there was that one hot angle where they kind of both teams came out and both fought in the ring. So right. I think this is a cool angle, given that there was not there's not really a solid rivalry between anyone. I know they're trying to make IRS and Razor a bit of a, a of a rivalry, but like there hasn't been really a solid rivalry, and they've kind of made this a pretty good match. So I, I kind of like that. Uh, and then we Reno's Reno's roundup, uh, which was just terrible. He basically goes to Bret Hart's house and interviews uh, Stu and Helen, which are clearly like uh, people in masks, making fun of elderly people, making fun of oh, them they don't bro. know their, their kids. It, it's really, really bad. It's really bad. Uh, Vince even cuts it off early, so like they clearly had more to sh- they clearly shot a lot, lot more and just cut it off. Um, I, I don't get the point of this. Like They're trying to bring up a rivalry between Sean and Brett, which is which is fine, right? You got to switch from the king, but like making fun of his parents is really King's thing. Like, why not go some other angle? And again, why do they keep the knights like coming different? Uh, I don't know how you do it. Maybe people from Brett's past, like you could have maybe brought Nightheart back or Bulldog or someone, but this mm-hmm. just doesn't work. And R- Rio Riggins or whatever Rogers, who cares? He's terrible. Yeah. Uh, this is one of the worst skits uh, I've seen. This, yeah, this is probably this might be the worst. Add. This might be the worst um, segment we've ever watched. Like, this was so bad. And I think this comes with trying to rush a feud, like, make something out of nothing so fast. Like, they're trying to, like, right. uh, for, force. You are, you are, you can already just play off of last year's Survivor Series. Like, they, they even mentioned that. Like, just play off of that. Like, just go off of that saying Sean wants his chance again or something yeah. like that. Like, Go into the house, and then they, they even, like, dropped a little nugget with Owen, uh, no pun intended, with, like, Owen's little picture on the wall and a big Brett picture on the wall. So they're kind of playing to that. But this segment was just so bad. This is so terrible with the terrible accent again by Rio. Just, uh, I don't know. It, it was so trash. Like, it, it's worth watching how bad it was. Um, but, yeah, I, I would rather not watch that again. Um, after that, we yeah. get a... And then, uh, you want to take the next match, or you want to get... Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. So, uh, it's Marty Jannetty versus IRS. Okay. So, um, 
to again, this one kind of started off very slow as well with lots of like headlocks and wrist locks and just overall this show so far has been kind of slow to begin with. Um but finally, you know, they uh they work up a good little tempo and the, the crowd starts chanting Irwin at IRS, so like you know, playing into his name. I guess he doesn't like his name because he's getting pissed off at that. Um but out of nowhere, like like Marty starts to come back, he's getting on fire and IRS just like wrecks Marty with a sick clothesline. And that's been his finish, but like this time he hit it really stiff and I don't know if that's more Marty's selling it for him. It looked really good. So um, I like the finish to this match. It didn't start off very good, but it, it kind of built to a, a pretty solid match. And, you know, I, I tend to give more credit to Marty on that, but um, got IRS looking strong in this match. So nothing crazy, but a solid little match. And then uh, after that, real yeah, quick. I, um... Go ahead. Go ahead. I was say, yeah, I was just that, saying for IRS Marty, um, I thought it was so yeah, after that, there's like a little quick forum fanatics interview. Hey, Justin, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Okay, got it. I think we're just a little delayed or something's going on. Uh, Matt. Or two, so sorry about that. Whatever happens, we're just delayed between each other. So why don't you continue on? All right. So yeah, after that is like a quick little uh, forum fanatics interview where Cornette talks about like eliminating Tatanka, um, and then Johnny Polo like dedicates the match to Pierre, which is pretty funny. And then Crush was just really bad here, calling them like all American geeks and like I don't know. He's just uh, the promos on both sides of these teams has not been very strong outside of like. Cornette and Polo, who kind of saved it a little bit, but um, decent little interview. And uh, I know you had some comments on the Marty versus IRS match, so I'll let you fill in that too. Yeah, it was kind of interesting. They said Marty was a former IC champion, and that they were going to do uh, the, the IRS was the guy going after champions, so they were kind of putting up at the same level. Uh, Brain at one point left his. Uh, microphone on is a transition matches, so they re- Gorilla clearly got mad at him. So they really, we talked about that earlier, like really setting up this like rivalry. Uh, I thought there was massive Marty chance. So a guy that's really been over, a guy that we probably in '93, like if you asked me how much this guy's involved, we would have said probably very little. But he's he's been in a ton. And then my other notes just IRS with the standard moves, right? He does the abdominal stretch. He's standard set of IRS moves in this, and then he wins with his this clothesline which is a write-off. It's one of the weakest thing ever, but I did I did mention that I also want to say that Marty did sell that really well as a clothesline. It's such a crappy finisher, uh, but Marty actually sold it like he got like catapulted out of it, so uh, nice mm-hmm. job there by Marty, and IRS is always a sweaty, hot mess as the match ends. So no, uh, pretty good match there, as you kind of mentioned. I kind of, I kind of like this a lot. So we go on to our main events with Yoko and Brett, unless you had anything else to add before we get to that match. No, I'm all good. All right. So we get Yoko and Brett in a really long match uh, that goes here, building up from the WrestleMania rematch. Uh, I thought the first five, maybe not five minutes, the first couple minutes was really hot. Yoko was a, a really hot start. He goes went for a big leg drop early on, uh, but then quickly kind of runs out of uh, out of a match, uh, out of energy. I don't know why they made this match so long, uh, but the crowd was really into it. I don't know. Well, the first 
what, then once Brett took back over, as you know, Fuji as as Yoko did his standards, kind of slow him down, arm ringer, neck neck hold. Uh, when Brett took over, the crowd really starts to go for it, um, and kind of the ending's a little sloppy. And this is kind of where I mentioned earlier in the Observer. This match, rather than, and this is kind of where it's crappiness, rather than reshoot this match, they just kind of edited the match into place. But what really happens is that uh, originally Jerry Lawler went down to ringside and distracted, and that's why Owen comes out. Uh. Uh, instead, they kind of reshoot this. Instead, they kind of reshot it, showing that Owen just came to him randomly to celebrate uh, the title win or whatever you want to say. Uh, and that's why Fuji gets up. So it's kind of hodgepodge together. But at the end, uh, Owen ended up costing uh, Brett the match when he jumps in to kind of attack Yoko and Fuji after the match. So it's really kind of interesting that they kind of kept that in there, uh, even with somehow avoiding uh, showing the king, which probably would have made this kind of segment a lot better because it is kind of a random ending. Yeah. Yeah. That explains what you just said. So I had no clue what was going on, why Owen was down there, and like how they show him attacking Yoko for the DQ. So not wanting to show Lawler makes sense now. Uh, I like I had no clue what was going on with that. Thought the match was solid for a little while, but yeah, it just it didn't ever really get going. Like I, because Yoko just ran out of gas. Like Brett wants to go to a certain spot, especially in a longer match, and. Yoko just can't match it, so um, it failed to really get there, especially for yeah, the main it, event to build to a it was, it was just too long. Right. It was just too long. It was just way too long. So it, it was it was good, and, and I guess, you know, like, really the, the Lawler stuff really kind of makes it confusing. I actually read, too, that when Owen walks down the ring, they actually use his ring entrance from a different match to show him walking down the ring. Like, so this was just hodgepodge together. Uh, and again, oh, wow. This is where, like, this taping cycle is so old. This taping cycle is so old. It's 20 days old that it's, like, really garbage, that they really need to fix this. And it's funny when you talk about uh, Wrestling Warzone, they're dealing with the same stuff in 1996. Like, they just have too old footage. They can't make it seem real and legit. So I don't know if you have anything else to add before we go to awards. Nope, I'm all good. All right, awesome. Let's go to awards. Uh, so we got most new gen outfits. This is kind of hard being just the, the two shows. Um, I guess I'm going to go with crush. I think I just went with crush last time though. Uh, I'm going to go with Marty on this one. He had a cool little colorful outfit in his match with IRS. So I'm gonna go with Marty Jannetty. All right. I'll go with crush. I thought he was very, uh, very new. New gen on that, on his outfits. Uh, you know, even though he's not in the orange anymore, he's that. Uh, what about most new gen performer? Um, there's not really much to. I don't want to go real Rogers, that's for sure. Uh, I'm, I, I guess no, I'll go with Brett. That. Brett was featured twice, once versus IRS and then Yoko, main eventing both times. So I'm, I'm going to go with Brett. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll do Marty there. I thought definitely new gen and like a guy that I wouldn't expect to be around this much. So I liked him. Uh, worst master segments. There's a lot to choose from here. 
Oh, Rio, right. The, at the Hard House with Rio. Rio's Roundup or whatever. By far. Yeah. And I'm going to go Booger versus Doink, which was not as bad, but it was, it was definitely up there. Right. Uh, best match or segments? Uh, so there's not much to choose from as far as best goes on here, in, in my opinion. I guess I'll just go with um, Brett versus Yoko because it kind of got Owen involved and told a little bit of a story going to the pay-per-view. So it wasn't great, but I'll, I'll just pick Brett versus Yoko. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm really thinking this. I'm going to go IRS, Brett. It wasn't great, but uh, I think it did set up the match for next, you know, for the net following night. So I'll, I'll go with that. Uh, stock up? Uh, there's not much here either. As far, I guess since he's been getting featured more, I'm going to go with Owen. Owen, oh, yep. I'll go the same. I think that's, uh, a go- you know, he started out of nowhere. kind of came up. And then stock down. Again, lots to choose from here. Yeah, it's, uh, uh I mean, I kind of shit on him earlier, so I guess I have to go Virgil. Virgil, uh, God, I'm gonna go. I don't know Bruce Pritchard. I've never been a fan of him. I don't like him on the shows, uh, his shows, his podcast, and I definitely lost a lot of respect for him here. So we'll go with Big Bruce. That's a good call. All right, so we'll be back in two weeks for the Survivor Series '93 from the Boston Garden. Uh, interesting show. I'm waiting for your feedback. I've already watched and have some notes, but be interesting to kind of hear your feedback on it it's in, uh, definitely a divisive show that between people that have nostalgia for it and then kind of uh, you know people that don't like it at all so uh, we'll be interesting to watch that uh, in two weeks anything else before we go I'm all good alright cheers thanks everyone for the feedback and we'll talk to you in two weeks thanks alright